What's up, everybody? Welcome to Let Them Play Podcast, hosted by former Major League Baseball players Mike Cameron, Bill Hall, and myself, Darnell McDonald. Here at Let Them Play, we share stories of our baseball journeys, and we hope that these stories inspire you to be the best baseball player that you can be. If you haven't already, make sure you check us out on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. You know, you just came from, you just can't, are you still in Tampa or are you back from Tampa? Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Once again, I mean, it's like, dude, you've been there for all of them, bro. You've been there for all of them. Winning is like better than losing. Oh, uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You no see, doubt about you it. A lot of, uh, of, of winning and I saw you. I actually saw you on TV. I'm like, I, you can't miss that head. <laughs> the crew, and I see you. He had his head. Sex sells, man. Sex sells. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Like, they panned on, like, that's a good-looking dude right there. <laughs> what were you looking at on your phone? I was videoing. I was videoing the. I was videoing it, man. You got to get the memory of it. You were down here. <laughs> Bruh, what are like you doing? Looking at like your phone. These motherfuckers just won the championship. <laughs> I'm I'm in a suite, man. I gotta look down. I'm, I'm like this. I ain't like this. I I wasn't in the tenth row. A tenth row. I'm looking like this. I'm. Yeah. You think I knew a camera was on me? You know me, man. I don't know crap. I'm like, well, yeah. You knew they was gonna shine this up in the box up there. You know, you got there with Giselle and everybody else, and I didn't. Man. I didn't even think about it. I, I, I honest, honest, you're, you're in the man. moment. I was I was watching my kids, yeah, yeah, living in the moment. I was watching my kids, uh, watching my, you know, I was there with my my other brother in law and his son, and he's yeah. got a stranglehold on the popcorn, crushing popcorn. My kids are eating; they had sushi in the box. I mean, one of my kids is eating sushi. I'm like, what the heck's this? This is crazy. <laughs> they had a hot dog. They had a sushi. I'm like, luckily my boys eat hot dogs though. They know. They know. Yeah. They know. But yeah. it was hilarious, I, and I didn't think it. I, I, I'm just watching the game. I don't, man. I was so nervous too half the time, man. I'm, so, I get so nervous Why? in those games. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just like because you're cause, not out there, or something. Because you're not out there. Yeah, man. I can't. Yeah. You know how it is. Like, yeah. I always tell people, like, when you get hurt and you're watching a game and your boys are out there playing, it's way more nerve wracking because you yeah, can't like anxiety. you want to get there, like you want to. Man, oh man! If I can just get that at bat, just like get me up to the plate, and then you're like, dude, sit down, man. You're broke, you know. <laughs> you know you can't you can't do shit. So yeah, that's true. It's like me. It's like I don't even know why I'm uh, you know 41 years old. What am I going to do on a football field? <laughs> Nothing. That that that's just in your DNA from from competing. You yeah, know, that's all that is. That's yeah. all that is. Did, did you take a couple low more brews over there? Yeah. So yeah, not to the stadium. I mean, you can't get, you can't put, 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 get through anything through security, but yeah, we had, we had some Loma Brewing Company. We were on a, uh, yeah, it was great, man. We had a little pre-party with the fam on this crazy boat and brought a bunch wow. of beer and uh, yeah, it was fun, man. There was a couple people got to try Loma Brewing Company for the first time and really liked it. And they wanted, they wanted to come to Boston. So we'll have to work on that, but yeah, it's just a, it's a little bit of a process. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. the, the easier one's coffee. Coffee I can ship anywhere I want. Oh, yeah. But yeah, beer yeah. is a pain in the butt, you know, with uh, the alcohol and, and going over state lines. So That's so crazy because I, 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 I never understood that. I never understood that, how we can 
we can promote everything in the world, uh, but the things that everybody want, and you know, you can't push beer across the line, but we can push everything else across the line. That 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 is so crazy. But you know, I'm glad you got a chance to plug your the Lomo Brewing Company. You know, doing your thing. I thought I thought for sure that I thought it was gonna be like a uh a, um. A, a, a marketing banner in the back of your suite and everything. So. <laughs> I say, you know what? It's funny. Like, yeah, it. I had my Tampa Bay polo on, and uh, had the TB12 hat on. Usually, it's a Loma Brewing Company hat. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's just, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, it's, I, I, there's always an opportunity to advertise, right? And yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I just feel like I'm too annoying with it too. So I like, I give it a break, man. Ah, bro, you never stop pushing. You never stop promoting yourself and pushing your brand. Never. Look at Matt. He always yeah, pushes. Look at that spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't love your shit. Who else is gonna love you? Like you can't expect them to love. You. If, love if you if you can't be if you can't be your own number one fan, then who the hell is gonna be? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, one, and I, I want to talk about that a little later. First, I want to know, so do we got Loma Champagne celebration? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, it's like it's like Miller High Life. It's the champagne of beer, you know? So, I mean, you, you can drink whatever you want. I tell everyone, like, I don't like champagne. I, I'm not a champagne guy. I love spraying champagne, as you boys know. Like, we love, we love spraying it, getting wow. that bubbly going. Yeah, yeah. burning your yeah. eye, you know? Yeah. But I don't like I don't like yeah. it, man. Uh, my dad loves champagne. Like, I just don't like champagne that much. I'm not in the bubbly stuff. But you, you ever try it with, um, you know, with some orange juice? The mimosas, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a little better. But yeah, yeah. no, I mean, but then you got to hold that little glass. <laughs> <laughs> you got to look all proper. Nah, that's what you do on boats, right? Unless yes, yeah. Unless you're yeah. Unless you're me, yeah. and then you drink a Loma can when everyone else is drinking these fine, fine cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, hey, uh, Tom's celebration. I, I saw some video of Tom, and uh, he, he got after it. He was having fun. Was Loma a part of that? Were those Loma beers that were shotgun? I didn't see the shotgunning. Um, were they? Were they? Oh no! Like I wish. Like I said, I wish I could have enough beer to take with me, but. You know, this oh. back end carrying all that thing, you know, that's a lot yeah. of boys. I mean, that's like, that's like, what? There's like a hundred people I got to, you know, bring yeah. that to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, but you know, most people, most people aren't into the uh, craft beer, right? And when you get strength in numbers, you get those 30 packs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have thought that. I literally would have thought that, you know, this is a good time. Like, you know, man, I'm going to put a couple of, couple six packs on the bus right here for people to taste it. I'm gonna let make sure ESPN get Tom shotgun this low more brewing. Everybody looking like what kind of beers he drinking? That's the first thing everybody like, what kind of beers he drinking? <laughs> well I, I know he was up. drinking he's definitely drinking a margarita. It's a Casa oh, yeah. Migos margarita. I mean that's, Ava that's his avocado. Thing, so. Avocado something avocado oh no no that 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 was the joke. That was the joke. Okay. Okay. That was yeah, a joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom can do that with the spelling like that. He's the only one yeah. that, that can tweet that tweet right there and, and be cool. <laughs> that's what you. That's when. That's when you have good people working for you. Poppy, you have good people working for you taking over your Twitter account when 
yeah. he shouldn't be, te- you know, he, he, he did yeah. not have that. He did not have that phone on him. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's a, that's his thing though. I mean, I, I have, it's so funny because Tommy just doesn't drink that much, you know, like he might have a, you know, margarita here and there, like when we go on a trip and it's usually yeah. at those, um, you know, at some of the properties that we go to is the Casamigos and um, yeah. you know, it's flowing, but like, you know, Tommy, I mean, he's just, he just doesn't do that. You know, he takes care of himself better than anyone I've ever seen. He can't, yeah, he can't do it too often. You know, it's hard to, you know, you're 40, 42, 40, you know, you can't, you can't. It's, it's no. impossible to come back. I mean, he can't hang with us. That's all I'm no. trying to say. There's no yeah. chance he could come out with D-Mac, my camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first of all, he, first of all, he wouldn't be drinking as much either. So he'll be all right. <laughs> Where's Wild Bill? Where's Wild Bill? Wild Bill. Go ahead, Kim. Wild Bill is in search for his equipment that his his cousin took his car and uh, hasn't returned a phone call or nothing uh, to bring his car back so he can get his equipment from him so he can get online or whatever it was. So. Oh. Uh, you know, it's still, it's still wild bill. Wild bill. <laughs> my, as my, my, my guy would say, uh, Jenkins lost. Jenkins lost. Clean it up one time. <laughs> Number one, who's the Jenkins? Hey, Southern. Oh man! Oh my God! On a real, on a real, real note. Like besides that, okay. On a real note, can you tell us how? I think you're a career 288 hitter, right? That's that's getting it done. How? What, what was the evolution of of this right here? <laughs> how did you start doing that? And then this is a two part question. How did you start doing this? And then what was your timing mechanism for that? That's a good question. I, I never had the timing mechanism for that. That's a really, yeah. I never, well, I mean, I guess everything's a timing mechanism, right? And why you do th- certain things and how you start and how you get it going. And uh, yeah, my, my batting stance in college was wild. It was a Chuck Knobloch mixed with the Bagwell uh, wide stance. And I just slowly got taller and taller, um, got the feet closer together, got the hands a little, but you know, I, I watch Manny all the time. And I watch it. What? What's why that? Why do you start get coming out of the squat first? That's actually a really good question. So, you know, in college, you got the metal bat. You know, you can use utilize driving the ball the other way to the right center field a lot easier with the metal bat. And then I get drafted into pro ball. I mean, it kind of started a little bit in Cape Cod where I understood it. But um, pro ball, you get the sinkers more. And, and once you start getting sinkers that are coming in on you, staying inside the ball is great. But, man, you know how that is. You're either breaking your foot or you're breaking your bat in some way. So what I learned was I can't get to that pitch by just trying to go inside out too much with it. So I was like, I need to get a little taller so I can come down. Like I could get that angle and create that angle better. So when I was really wide to try to create the angle, I would, I would, I would cut myself off and my hands would come almost into my stomach and I'd be fighting it off. Whereas when I got taller, I figured out how to drop it in and then figure out how to get inside the ball and redirect it in a better way. So over time I got taller and taller and taller because I figured out how to get to that inside pitch better. Um, staying a little taller on my backside, 
as long as I could, and then getting into that good hitting position. I think that's one thing that I always learned was if I collapse on my backside, you know, my, my percentage of hard hit, uh, or sorry, not hard hit, my percentage of finding that barrel correctly went down. So what I try to be is as tall as possible. When I got that foot down, I wanted my back shoulder a little more elevated, and then it's that sink down into it. And so what I found was that's why I got taller and taller and got my hands high because I did not want the major drop. If my hands dropped too far, my back shoulder would collapse and a lot of rollovers, weak fly balls the other way. So over time, my timing mechanism basically was like, okay, I can't be sitting still. I actually have a high school picture and it almost drove me nuts. I was like, I was like this. And I was like, Oh God, that's a bad look. Um, Mm. But everything was just getting, getting the rhythm and flow, keeping the body loose, you know, keeping the body loose is one thing that people don't talk about. Once you learn how to keep that body loose, because we all tense up, man. I mean, there's no doubt about it, man. You get that, you get that over 15 going, you're like, <laughs> you know, you, you don't feel good. Your mind feels like it's a brick and yeah. you just, everything feels like so tight. So a lot of that was like loose, you know, just trying to stay loose, utilize my hands, utilize my body and not tense up as much. That makes sense man. when you say loose, because when I think of watching that, uh, like the, like the evolution of that swing and your swing path, but even you take that swing because you're up here. And when I'm talking about the timing, because your hands were separated, right? Your hands are separated on the back. So there had to be a, some type of timing of where you're sliding this hand down, but I can see why that was loose, right? That was tension free when you're up. There. Yeah. So what I didn't want to do is a lot of this had to do with, I didn't want my left arm moving because what would happen, I would get the chicken wing going, right? I couldn't pull it into my, I, I couldn't put, pull, pull that elbow into my side, right? It was all about the inside pitch. We, we, don't, we don't try to manipulate our swings based on pitches out over the plate because we handle the ball. Majority of people handle the ball, handle the ball out over the plate naturally. That's where we want to be. We want that ball out there. It's the ball in that's coming in hot that heavy sink, that two-seamer that runs in, almost breaks your, you know, your index finger. <laughs> We've all been there. And I think that's one of the things was I learned, like, I don't want to get here because next thing you know, what happens, the only way I can get to the ball is I'm coming in and that elbow's going up. So for me, if I can keep that elbow in, well, I want to get rhythm and timing, but I don't want to move this arm too much because when I had that arm moving, I either coil too much or – it would come out and that come out and then trying to swing. There's no power there. Right. You know, you get that. I mean, it's okay when you're trying to fillet that ball to right field, you know, you get beat a little bit and you're just trying to force it out there. But for me, it was just getting there and keeping this elbow in because I can handle that pitch away. I can just naturally go with that pitch away. It's just, but if that ball's inside, I, I can't get in. I can't get in there. So for me, I wanted to keep this arm here. And this was just the mechanism of just timing and all. And you guys play with me. You saw it for them. I was there timing the pitcher from when he was in the bullpen, warming up. I would just, you don't need a bat, nothing. It's just a visualization. It's a timing mechanism. You're like, okay, okay, okay. Tampa Bay was the best place because he would warm up right there in front of our dugout. That was the best place to ever watch a pitcher. Those pitchers probably hated that. 
because guys <laughs> in the dugout are just watching everything. We can see spin. We can see if they're spiking their sliders that day. You know, change-ups, yeah. you know, balls are flying over the catcher. It's like, oh, yeah. he's not feeling hey. it today, right? So <laughs> it was all timing, just hey, hey, everything. You're getting this timing, and you're talking about the starting pitcher warming up before the game in the bullpen. While I stretch out in the outfield. Yeah, when you're talking about, I am developing my timing. A guy, the pitcher's in the bullpen still. Like, yeah, I'm throwing a a pitch on the the game mound. And I'm laughing. I was laughing because, yeah, like, you could be, you know, you could be out there on that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Playing his flute. Playing his flute already (laughs) early. That makes so much sense, and so that that was your that was your probably so. Are you saying like your number one thing was just timing? You wanted to get your timing, like whenever, like. Yeah, man, I think that's everything. I mean, if you're not preparing for that fastball, your timing has to be off the fastball, right? And if you're if if you're watching his mechanics, if you're if you're really figuring out every if if you repeat in your mind over and over and over, okay. he gets back, you know, if he goes over his head, if he does a quick little move, if he's out of control, it's figuring out that proper time when he gets to that point and you're getting ready for it all has to sync up. There's nothing worse with the guy that's the herky jerky guy. And I always tell this is like when a herky jerky like motions wild and out of control, naturally our mind picks that up and we somehow all of a sudden go crazy too. Right. It's this weird feeling, right? It's, it's like, um, you know, it's an attraction thing. It's like, oh, he's going crazy. I got to get crazy. And if you're not practicing and working on that and timing it with your own slow, slow getting back, you're going to be out of control and you're going to be off timing. So for me, everything was timing. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Get on time, get on time, get on time. You know, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what your mechanics are that day. If you're not on time, see you later, man. You know how it yeah. is. You're done. Yeah. You'll be fighting fighting the whole game uh literally um the one thing i want to you know know that you know obviously from playing with you and everything but uh what how did you develop such a keen eye for the strike zone and that your knowledge of the strike zone and what you chose to swing at um you were very particular um almost in a sense like jd drew didn't believe in swinging a whole lot unless you got two strikes Man, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this, Cam. <laughs> JD, what a, what a, what a beauty! Um, get your iPad first. <laughs> remember him and Coco Chris playing those games together? That was the funniest mismatch of dude. That they were so funny together. Um, uh, West Coast meets East Coast in a different way. Um, you know, I. Th- I, <laughs> I can't even I, I'm just laughing about that I don't even know what video game they were playing what, what was that video game they were playing you but they know were, Coco was gone by the, you were there with Coco we, Coco was gone already by the time oh we got, I got you I we, got you we had called Crawford we had called Crawford and JD CC yes <laughs> of course yeah poor Carl man it, oh man I love that dude too <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to the we'll get back to the conversation about uh, having an eye. Uh, we could go on for days about this, boys. Um, so, 
I, I developed a, a eye in college. I learned basically, you know, the college strike zone is crazy, right? I mean, they yeah, call yeah. foot outside, this and that. It's like, well, I just learned from an early point that handle what you can handle early. When you get to two strikes, it's a battle. And especially in college, man, it's a battle because that thing, that strike zone's like all yeah. over the place, right? Mainly yeah. outside. Guys don't throw inside. So, um, and I think one thing I, I took from my college coach was we went over percentages and how many times a guy can repeat a really, really good off-speed pitch. And I think that was one thing I learned was you don't have to swing at all strikes. You, you swing at pitches that you are looking for and what you want early. And then with two strikes, it's, it, it's out. I mean, you, you know, everyone knows. It's like you look within what you think he's going to throw, but you're protecting. You're in that mode. But so for me was I figured out, one, what was my strength? First and foremost, what do you handle well? And it has to be with a righty and with a lefty. Some guys are like, oh, no, this is just my pitch. This is what I want. I'm like, well, you better adjust that on a lefty. Those lefties are going to start nibbling on that outside corner. And if you don't adjust – you're done. Right. So I learned myself first, learn what I learned, learn what I did really well with what I didn't handle really well, whether it be fastball, changeup, slider, curveball, all that stuff. And so I went off of that. I went off of that in a way where I knew the opposition, you know, in major leagues, it's so much easier because you have all this, uh, you have all the video, you have all the data, you have all this information. And so I would just dissect what these guys would do, how they wanted to do it, and then I'd watch a ton of video. All I looked for on video was movement. I wanted to see the ball. It was, you know, did he have life on the ball, which is now the spin, which we know. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for all the guys that would yeah. yell at me, don't call it life. It's still life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah. spin, high spin at the top, right? So, okay, high spin at the top. I can't, I can't set my – I'm not – I'm taking – I'm taking away that high fastball. If he get if he gets that high call at the top of the zone, so be it. But I want him to bring that ball down. And all the little things were more like, where am I looking? If he's going to nibble on the outside corner, right, and I'm looking in, I'm done, right? Vice versa, you know, all that. So having a game plan, going in, knowing yourself, knowing the pitcher, and trying to formulate a good game plan, but also – being malleable and adjusting in game, eliminating pitches early, right? When the guy doesn't have a slider in the first inning, you eliminate it, but you don't eliminate it in your third at bat because he might find it in the second inning. He might find it in the third inning. He might find the fourth. That's why it's very important to watch the game. You go off past data, you go off past results, but you have to be malleable and adjust because in that day, he might be doing something differently. And so for me, you know, I, I would always be watching the game. I'd always be talking to my teammates, asking yeah. what he threw or how he did it. So that, yeah. that was the game plan I went with, right? I, I just really watched a lot of video, and I really just studied, you know, basically tendencies of pitchers so I had a better understanding of high-percentage situations. So, so when, you got to, when you got to pro ball, uh, was it easier to, 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 to be able to, to take your plan of action into the games? Uh, more so than it was in college? Well, I, th I think it was easier in college overall because you're just not facing 
you know i mean yeah they're not they're not blowing a fastball by you you know like there's there's you look at midweek and you're like dude i drool midweek i mean i i get up to bat and i'd be like drooling like i'm I'm getting four knocks today baby (laughs) gotta pad those stats for that weekend friday friday and saturday guys you weren't going to the east what are you talking about yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He just—he's been—he's been very, very humble about himself. <laughs> yeah. And I think in pro ball, it's one of those things where there's a lot of information, there's a lot of data, and if you're if you're over like seeing too much of it, and you're really, really diving into it, and it can get away from you if you don't understand yourself. So for me, I, I really understood myself. I looked at things that. And, and evaluated, but at, at the major league level, I think it was easier in the sense of you have a lot more information, but you have to learn how to filter it. If you don't filter out all the information and know how it applies to you directly, you're going to do a disservice to yourself. So I, I think at the major league level, the access to information is easier, but overall the pitching is just that much better. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about that. Literally, literally. Um, <laughs> Hey, hey, so I want to, you know, I want to ask you, I mean, we, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. We've asked everyone and we don't get a chance. Uh, you know, obviously one of the, one of the, one of the Red Sox great has retired and little Petey, Dustin Petey Pedroia, the big man, man. So have you ever had, have you had a chance to talk to him or, you know, just to kind of see how, what he's doing, how is he up, what is he up to? I can't wait to get Arizona to go out there and, go knock on his door like I'm a um, UPS serviceman to come pick him up. So from you, have you, have you been able to talk to him at all? Yeah, I've texted with him a little bit. You know, I I think he's probably just got, you know, after you retire, you know how it is, man. Everyone's calling you. Everyone's congratulating. So I reached out to him, this man told him how proud I am of him. uh, Lucky to be his teammate. And man, he just, (laughs) there's so many Pedroia stories. I mean, (laughs) that. (laughs) Your best. I want to hear your best Petey story. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. My best. They, I mean, there's so many of these stories because, you know, Petey and I, like, hit right by each other a lot, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, my favorite story is this. And most people don't know this. So, Kyle Farnsworth was on the Yankees, right? Kyle Farnsworth threw 100. <laughs> Kyle Farnsworth is a <laughs> – you don't mess with Kyle Farnsworth, man. After he no. took out what? <laughs> after he charged? Oh, who was who was the guy he charged the pitcher? No, it was with the, the catcher. No, he charged the pitcher. Yeah, the Reds. He, charged, um, he was he was hitting. He threw a ball inside. Anyways, he, oh, <laughs> so man. ever since he beat that guy's ass <laughs> that day, <laughs> all I remember was, oh, Farnsworth is coming in with the Yankees. Petey's ner- like, and Petey's, you know, Petey would get nervous. Like his nervous tendencies were like funny, right? I remember a couple times where he would get nervous, right? You know, big talking, like, oh man, you know, we're gonna kick this guy's ass. Like this guy stinks, you know. And then every once in a while, you get the, you look and you're like, Petey, man, you all right? <laughs> He's like, dude, man, oh this guy, oh man, you know. And he, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like. Oh man, I just I just hope I don't look at him wrong or do, you know God, he, he he could kill me, man. He could kill me. I'm like, Petey, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you think Kyle Farnsworth is gonna fight you, dude? You're like half his time. He goes up to bat. 
first pitch, step in bucket. <laughs> He's the, the, the steps in bucket. <laughs> it's a laser. <laughs> I mean, stepped in the bucket, scared. He hits a missile off him, gets to first base. He's like, handing his gloves, and he's like, all stuck. <laughs> later on, it happens again, and he's like, he was like scared of Kyle Farnsworth, man. He was so scared of him, like thinking in his head that Kyle Farnsworth is going to charge him. And I, dude, that was the oh, only man. time I ever seen PD like intimidated by a pitcher. But I think he owned him. We got to look up those stats because wow. he owned Kyle Farnsworth too, boy. Like he would get hit after it, and he still would be scared. I'm like, damn, PD. I'm like, you own this dude. I, I think he got scareder as he owned him. Like Kyle was getting pissed. You think he's gonna hit him or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. I oh. follow. I follow, I follow Kyle. We, well, we follow each other on Twitter, and you know, he, oh. he, he, he's intentionally old school. I can just say that because he he definitely voices his opinion on Twitter. For sure. oh, I I ain't messing with that dude. Have you seen his football tapes? Uh, yeah, you know he's from Georgia, so yeah, so he's a big country, fucking strong guy. Um, oh. I had a I had a I had a similar situation like that, um, with a guy who played for the Kansas City Royals, uh, and I was playing for Seattle, and I remember them telling me, I said, what is this guy's name? I will never forget it because I, you know, like he threw hard and he threw sinkers. And they said that, like, he could kill a man with his bare hands. <laughs> and, and, you know, I didn't know that at the time. And, you know, he kept throwing inside on me. I'm going to come up with a name in a minute. And I remember saying, dude, if this dude hit me with a ball, I'm going out there and whoop his ass. Jay Buner walked up to me and said, Cam, please do not charge this guy. He will kill you literally with his bare hands. I, you know, and he's a moment where I'm about, to, I'm about to find out there. I'm about to find out. Cam, trust me. Trust me. If this guy walks in the bar, he's going to be the one that clears the whole bar out. He's going to walk out like nothing happened. So do not go and charge this guy on the mound. I said, okay. <laughs> I never did. I, I ne- and I never did. And so we had a mutual respect amongst each other. But, oh, man, God, who, what was his name? You know, God. there's um, Brokale. Doug Brokale. Doug Broke. You know, I played with Dougie Broke. That guy – I don't know if he, I mean, he seems like a good guy, or whatever, but he was intimidating as heck on that mound, dude. Yeah, he talked loud. He just talked loud. He got, he got five girls, so he's soft. <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he got literally five daughters. They were all like, when we played, oh. we played with each other in San Diego. So uh, I said, Doug, you ain't that hard, man. Yeah, you just got a face full of hair, bro. And you talk deep voice. You got five girls at home. You can't be hard. He's like, <laughs> Hell, you preach. That's why I got to be hard because I got five daughters I got to protect. <laughs> there's you know, always you, you, there's, you don't even got a you don't even got a toilet at home you can go to where you can't <laughs> just leave the seat up. <laughs> That'll make you angry, not hard, but angry. Farnsworth, after seeing what he did with that in Chicago in that fight, and I think about like, yeah, like. That's probably the only dude I wouldn't charge him out. Like, I'm not charging this dude. Like, his yeah. one of his legs is big, big my whole body. Yeah. You know oh, saying? yeah, bro. I got another – I got a good one for you. Okay. Speaking of another one, right? Were you guys on the team when uh, a Savis hit uh, Marlon Byrd in the face in Chicago? Oh, yes. I remember. It wasn't in Chicago. It was in Boston. That was no. in Boston. Was that in Bo- 
was in Boston. Okay, it was in Boston. He was with Texas. He's with Texas on the ground, and he's. Oh no, no, he was with Chicago at the time. Double play. It was Chicago. Were we playing the Cubs? It was the Cubs, right? So it was in the Cubs. And I save it. I'm playing third. I'm playing third. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, like, crack. It smokes him. And it was like, oh, like you could hear that, man. It was loud. And then Asavis. And then Asavis, yeah. (laughs) Asavis looks literally two seconds later at second base. (laughs) 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 He's looking at second base. And I look at Asavis, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Zambrano is pitching for the Cubs. Right? Guess who's leading off the next inning? This guy. (laughs) Meanwhile, they pick Bird off. Like, they pick – you know, Marlon gets up, and I'm playing third base. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm up. I'm up. That's it. I'm getting smoked. You know this feeling, like, I'm getting smoked. I know yeah. I'm getting smoked. I'm going to get yeah. crushed. I'm sitting out playing defense, waiting for the pain to come, right? I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I hope this is not a retaliation, like, face-to-face. Like, he's going to dot me in the freaking head with 95. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have 99 hit-by-pitches in my career. That's right. I have 99 <laughs> hit-by-pitches. I'm leading off, and I'm like – I don't even know why I'm on the. I, I don't even know why I go on deck. I don't even know why I'm on deck. Like doing my thing. I should have just been like. Oh, I should just like put my bat like like this on my hip. Like here it comes. Getting my fake stance going. Okay, just dodge this thing or let it just hit you and get it over with. Right. Like please God. I, I can't. <laughs> who always used to say that? Please God. Please, God. <laughs> I was like, please, God, just just hit me in the right spot. Please hit me in the right spot. Oh First God. pitch. Crazy. Hits me right in the butt cheek. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And I literally went like this. Oh. I took it, and I looked the whole way this way because I didn't want Zambrano. <laughs> Zambrano, I thought, would kill me. Like, that's the only other dude that I would never charge. Zambrano's crazy. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. He's, oh. He literally is. I, I seen we, we when I played in San Diego. Uh, Chris Young was on the mound, and he hit, he hit, um, he hit Derek Lee, and Zambrano was pitching that day. I'm like, oh, why? You know. So we got two six seven giants. We got two six seven giants that are. Um, come on, light on, please. Um, two six seven giants coming out there. You know, Derek Lee swings on Chris Young. Zambrano get kicks out of the game. He's got his clothes off. He comes back with one pad leg on and his belt halfway out, coming back onto the field to get ready to fight. Dude. Like they couldn't stop him there. It was crazy. Like, Zambrano was, yeah, he was, he was that dude. Like, that great care. BP though. That dude took a great oh, yeah. BP. Switch oh, hitting. Yeah. I've never seen a pitcher hit a BP like that in my life. Like some career home runs. Bombs. Like, yes. Dude, I went yes. out. I, I remember watching him in BP and I was like, oh, hell no, man. This guy's going oppo lefty, oppo righty, just crushing homers. I'm like, they need to pinch hit this dude. Right. He said he was special. Switch, like, switch hitting. It's funny that you say that because in 09 with the Reds, play with Mike Owens, who was, uh, mm-hmm. right? Mm. I was a pitcher. He's the, the best guy off the bench. Like, I never, like, I really got my feelings hurt. 
first time like he was the <laughs> guy off the bench, pinch hit. Right? And I didn't know that. Oh, was the oh. So I'm like, you know, it's my first time in the National League. I ain't never, you don't do that stuff in the minor leagues or, and you know, I wasn't in the National League. So I'm like, they, they use this guy? Right? Yeah. But yeah. For the year, I'm like, yeah. yeah, you better go get him because that dude, he could swing it. I'm talking about hit. Yeah, literally. You're right. Switch hit. Switch hit too. I remember him at uh, what was he? He was at Tulane, and he was also at Georgia too, right? Georgia and Tulane, something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think he like transferred or whatever. But I just remember him in college, and he was raking, dealing on the mound in college too. That's a that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I think he came back. Uh, uh, Player, he he did. He could he could come back if we want to. Um, That's like Rick Ankiel. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. Amateur players, amateur players, um, youngsters, I know you coach uh, your son, right? You coach your son and uh, both sons, man. I got, I got now, oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. They're uh, six and eight, so I'm starting, I'm, I'm trying to get on that cam, I'm trying to get on that cam train, and you know, like. <clears throat> You know, like it's just, you know, at that particular age, you're just trying to, you know, steer them in the right direction, make sure they have fun, man. You know, that's it. Um, that's about all you can do, you know. And, and then it gets, you know, when they get a little bit older, then, you know, that's when the real the real thing really starts. You know, like for me, um, you know, I, 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 I only saw dads when he was really young and sometimes in the fall, but it wasn't until he was about 13. Um, 13, 14, where it really started, where the competition of baseball really started to kind of kick in because you play for the 16-year-old uh, East Cobb Astros, which is uh, really highly competitive, uh, 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 competitive, really highly competitive. Yeah, I remember playing against the East Cobb, but yeah, it's it's what it's so funny though because when I see, you know, my son's eight, and we were in the backyard yesterday. I got this little this whatever this little machine that shoots out these little spongy balls oh yeah yeah it's awesome yeah. that thing it, is so cool and it's like it's called max something max Pro yes. something like i got that same thing yeah and it's these yeah. little balls right it's perfect they got their little wiffle ball they got their, the wiffle ball bat out they're hitting it they're swinging through it missing it because the ball moves with the wind and it's it's such a great tool yeah. and then my and then my eight-year-old finally hit one over it hit one over the house and he was so pumped right and um, trying to teach them through it. And what I've learned is at that age, it's all about making sure that they're having a good time and teaching the game, learning it enough that they really want to keep, you know, growing upon it and learning a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I think some coaches want to try to get such a stranglehold on these young kids and try to teach them the game, but it's super complicated. Baseball is a super complicated game. That is, it's such a building. Like you, it's, it's, over the years, you just got to introduce a little bit, you know, over the time and just make them love it, right? All they really care about yeah. is playing the game and going to Snack Shack with their their, their buddies. Yeah. yeah. And, see, yeah. and seeing these, like, 8U, like, travel ball teams and 9U travel. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, my son's one of the better players, you know, in his league. So he's probably able to play on one of these teams. And I'm thinking, it's not that clean of a game. They're not catching the ball well. They're not – why do you yeah. need to, like, <clears throat> emphasize – anything other than a short season where they really have fun and they come back to it in a year. The development is definitely not 
from six to 12, in my opinion. The development is when they start getting to be 13. As long as you get them in those six to 12 years where they're having fun, they're learning the game, they're playing other sports, they're playing with their buddies. 13 is where they start developing into, you know, they're starting, you know, the puberty starts hitting. They start growing into young men, right? And that's where you can start doing the things that they can understand cognitively and physically within their bodies to make those little adjustments gradually over time. But man, you know, for me, I think that's where we're at right now. Um, I'm working on a a travel ball team here that we're looking to do just all kids that are, you know, hopefully we can get this going. You know, we got all these, you know, regulations, but all underprivileged kids that don't have the money to play travel ball. Um, You know, there might be a little integration of a couple of kids that, you know, might be able to, you know, afford it, but, my whole goal is to get into these communities, teach that, you know, cause there's already so many travel balls for kids to have money. It's the kids yeah. that don't have money. We need to go after these kids. We need to get these kids involved more and get them on these fields. It's so expensive to get on these fields. Now it's crazy. I mean, they locked yeah. down the fields. You can't even go on these fields for kids. I've never seen anything like this growing up, man. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, look, I, I know exactly what you mean. We just tried to, uh, for the pro guys who were, taking batting practice uh, and live BP, uh, the high schools saying that we can't go on the high school fields because of COVID protocol. I'm like, we're outside. What could possibly happen? We touched the fence. Like what could possibly happen? You know, these are crazy. Like we're, we're bringing something to your fields. And, and it's like, oh, well, you know, COVID protocol. I would have I been more fun for the answer of, it's an insurance problem or whatever, but not COVID protocols outside, man. Come on, bro. We're outside. The sun is shining. Guys are trying to get some work in. Um, you know, there's going to be some competing going on out here. And then when your kids get out, out of school, they're going to get a chance to see this. You, you're right before your team practices. They're going to get a chance to see these pro guys out here throwing. But now we got COVID protocols on outdoor baseball fields, man. It, I don't know what the heck is going on. It's crazy. It's crazy. What's that, it's Matt? crazy. So we're talking about practice. We talking about practice, dog. Like practice. We ain't even talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. Like I mean, the thing about that too is it's more than six feet apart in what you guys are doing, right? I mean, the whole yeah. the whole thing's more guy has to throw BP, the guy's hitting in the cage, the other guy's on the outside of the cage, even if they're wearing yeah. masks or whatever, they're outside, yeah. right? Yeah, and bro. This is this is our biggest issue in California right now is these young kids are going, I mean, young kids and these young pro bots, they're getting put through hell, man. Mentally, yeah. this yeah. mental grind that these kids yeah. are going through is so yeah. wrong. And, you know, regardless of where you're at, there's a lot of people that are on board of like, no, just stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Well, yeah, these kids, man, these kids are getting affected. It's not going to just all of a sudden be a flick of the fingers and they're going to be fine. No. Like not they've been all. affected over a year with, yeah. Their sports, their school, yeah. their relationships, yeah. you know, yeah. all this stuff is affected. And people are like, and I don't know if it's politicians or whoever, it's like all of a sudden just going to like, oh, no, on off. Like, no, no. these, guys, these kids are affected. We got to get them back on these sports is such a big deal for the psyche of young, young men and women. It yeah. provides so much more that people have no idea. And a lot of these people probably didn't play sports. Because no. if they played sports, they would understand how detrimental this has been for these young kids. It's awful. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it, bro. Like, I literally, I believe, I, I, I definitely, I deal with one every day. Like, you know, 
just being home all the time and not really having to go somewhere. So, you know, just getting them outside is, 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 is at its highest premium right now to get kids. Uh, psychologically, there's so much going on. They're depressed and they're everything else because they're sitting in the house so much more than what they're accustomed to because of the situation um, that are taking place, you know, with with the at stay at home, school, everything else is going on. And speaking of that, I just bought my daughter a three foot by whatever, three by eight half pipe from California. No way. And it pulled up today and it's all wood. I could have went to the doggone, <laughs> I, I paid $2,000 and waited three weeks for a whole pack of wood that is like wrapped up in tape and wrapped up in plastic. I said, man, I could have went to Home Depot and been on did this and did this over a week again. Probably didn't have to spend two grand. I'm thinking I'm gonna get the half pike halfway done. I literally got wood sitting on my driveway out here right now that it looked like I'm about to get ready to build another house, bro. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Look at Mac. <laughs> you that, that IKEA. It's like IKEA. Like, I'll pay. Oh my god. Brother, like I had an older brother, so I never had to put nothing together. I, I don't know how to put, I don't know how to attach the HDMI cords. <laughs> I just, D Mac, man, you didn't tell him, chin up. Chin <laughs> up. No, up. And I want to get a video of you putting this thing together. <laughs> and I want to see how it starts, and then I want to see the That's all I, I'll pay for that right there. Hey, bro. This I look. I can do a lot of different things, but this right here would take me literally a week because it don't come with no instructions. Come on, like, I, come so YouTube I'm man. Find, YouTube. I'm gonna, Go on YouTube. I'm glad to find somebody. Well, you look. I don't got that kind of time to do that type of stuff, man. I gotta get ready to go out here like play some hardball. Yeah, I gotta go play some hardball in spring training. So. Hey, you man, know, thank like, God you made a lot of money, man. Go hire somebody. Man. You have that half pipe up before you leave. <laughs> I, it will. Hey, <laughs> I, I, the, the, the thing about it is what's, what's going to hinder it, it's supposed to rain for the rest of the weekend, bro. Like, it's going to rain. And, and, you know, once you build it, once you build it, like, I may have to put a tent up out there or something like that and, like, get it started to protect the wood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because right. of the rain. We, we got so much rain going on. Here. You better put some lacquer on it. Well, <laughs> oh, on the wood. oh my god! Oh my god! Hey yeah, man, you're I'm, in Georgia, man. You got a you got a ton of white crazy dudes that will build that thing for you out there. I, I, I'm about to go on either Twitter or go somewhere and find somebody to do it, bro. Like literally, <laughs> man. You got go to Home Depot at six in the morning. That's in true. The parking lot, and you'll find that's somebody that thing built for you by the end of the day. That's true. That's true. It's gonna take. Okay, go to the skate park. Go to the skate park, man. Go down to the skate park. Get a kid that knows how to build it. Say, hey, man, I'll give you a hundred bucks to, to to do this. You get a 13, 14 year old kid. I don't know about it. I mean, it, it look. It didn't come with no tools. It's just all wood, bro. Like all wood. Like I'm, I'm with D Mac. I'm with D Mac. I'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay. <laughs> I'll pay to get the video of that. <laughs> I, I'll do a cameo. I'll pay your cameo fee. <laughs> the hardest thing for me to the hardest thing for me was like I paid two grand to wait for this wood to come <laughs> from California for three weeks to see this, and like I'll show it to you on my phone. I I, it's, I got I bought it off of eBay. 
you got, you, you got that California like wood, that expensive wood. <laughs> yeah, that red wood. What is it called? Red, red, red wood, yeah. whatever it's called. That came out. Yeah. It ain't ash. I can tell you that much. You did. Yeah. Did that's true. Ash. Oh, Man, you, you, you got a skate this, park this going on in your house, Cam. I can't wait. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> no, we got a skate park, but. I'm just glad so your daughter skates. She's a skater. That's cool. Yeah. This is, this is oh, it right sick. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a it's not a real big one. It's like a three foot, uh, three a three foot tall by by eight foot wide. I guess so. It's like a know. start. It's like a starter one. Uh, yeah, it's a half. It, you know, like some of them, they go up until you know eight foot and everything else or whatever. So this is not real big. So three foot. I figure you know you fall off of that, you'll be all right. You know, you won't rattle your brain too much. You know. That's what I'm saying, bro. It took me three weeks to get this thing, and not one piece of screw. I ain't seen one screw, no instructions, not nothing. Just some wood wrapped up very tight and perfectly neat. Are you sure? Like, literally. Did you get that from Offer Up? You didn't get that off the Nah, app? bro. You got it on eBay. No, no. I got it on eBay. <laughs> like, literally. Like, that's, you got that from Offer Up, bro. Look, I got it from eBay, bro. Like, literally, eBay. <laughs> <laughs> For another you know, five hundred bucks, you get some screws. Let me show you this. Let me yeah. show you. Let me show you this half pipe. This is a twelve foot half pipe right here. This one right here. Well, this one right here is a a mini miniature. Look, look at this one. Someone built. Look at this one. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, you got that. You got that, Cam. You can do that. Nah, bro, I'm not doing that kind of stuff, man. You like got a, a couple two by fours. A couple, you know, you get about twenty two by fours. You got that rail, man. <laughs> it, it, it's I'm I'm definitely about to get somebody to do it though for sure though that's for sure. Hey, hey I'm I'm on a flight to Georgia. Hey, I'm coming. To, I'm coming to. I'm coming to watch you build this, man. I'm staying at the house. I'm gonna just sit there with some Loma beer. I'm gonna sit there and drink some Loma brews and laugh my ass. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I tell you what. The, probably the best thing I'm gonna do with that wood out there is take it out and look at it and probably drink some beer with you. So make sure you bring enough Lomo beer to drink that cake, bro. I'm telling you, cause I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm like, I know that when the guy was pulling out the truck, I'm thinking that I'm gonna get like half of it, you know, like I just gotta do like a little piece of it or whatever, but it's not, it's like nothing. Like everything is, he had to bring a dolly. Pipe, so I'm thinking it's gonna be halfway put together. No, that's yeah, half, yeah. It's called a half pipe. Exactly. <laughs> like literally, not, like if I wanted to buy wood, I, I told the guy stuff. I wanted to buy wood. You I spent two thousand dollars on wood. You spent two thousand on wood. He thought it was dollars on wood, bro. I told you, man, to build a your car and just drop it off for you. He thought it was gonna be like that. It's gonna yeah, be like you know. I'm thinking like you know. So <laughs> it came from California. It came from California, and so I'm thinking that okay, like it's gonna be you know like okay, this is cool. legit. It's gonna be like half halfway legit. legit. You know, like you can. I just gotta put it together. You know, put the face. You know, put the finishing on there and maybe sand it down or something like that, bro. Like. It looks like I'm getting ready to go build a whole, like a house, <laughs> when they pull it up, <laughs> and it's wrapped up perfectly too. All the wood is wrapped up perfectly. It's strapped down good. It looked like when they brought it here. I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do with that? Like literally, I I don't mind doing home projects, but this is crazy. Like literally, I paid two thousand dollars for this thing. It's nowhere close. I can't wait to get off of this. 
call with you guys so I can call the person in California and tell them what type of asshole they are for sending me this much wood <laughs> all the way across country. You're a good dad, man. You're a good dad. It's crazy, man. That's all that what's matters. That, You're a good dad. That's all that matters, man. Cam <laughs> loves the kids. <laughs> so crazy. Hey, hey, so to go back, that guy who I was talking about, his name is Jason Grimsley, was the guy they told me. Oh, about. Grims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have the same yeah. agent. It's your slider. Are you serious? Oh, oh Grims, Grims is wild, boy. Grims is oh. wild. <laughs> You played in the there. What about that? I'm just oh yeah. He's he's straight sinker. He is heavy slider. He does all he gave me. And I was like, he he throws it close to you. He throws a sinker really close to you too, bro. So you gotta understand him because you know he's got a slider. And I was like, man, I know this guy's gonna hit me because he likes to hit you right here on that bone right there oh. on your elbow. <laughs> I still got a floating chip. Oh, Oh my God, Jason Grimsley, man, yeah, yeah. I know, man. I know Grims, I know Grims. He's Grims yeah. wild. Jay Benner was real serious. He came and whispered in my ear, said, "Cam, he's like, I know you, that you, you know, you're probably pissed off right now, but you don't really <laughs> want to fight this guy. Like this guy, this guy could kill people with his bare hands. Trust me, I." Don't know the whole story, but I've heard that he walked in bars. He'd be the only one to walk out. Everybody else would be out cold. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, I got you. That was like Russell Brannion, right. man. Russell Brannion was the yeah. same way, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell was Russell, Russell was cool, though. You know, Russell, RB was cool. You just, he was a quiet dude, so you probably didn't want to piss him off, you know? Like, he was really quiet, country guy. He, you didn't want to piss him off. Those but, are the ones, though. The quiet. Ones. What did they say? I said them are the yeah. ones. quiet ones. That's who I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. I don't mess with the quiet ones. That's that's the one you got to watch out for. Yeah, yeah, because you don't know when they may blow up. The time, the time they may blow up or whatever. He, Russell Brand was the only guy I ever seen pick up his Prince Fielder off the ground, like literally. He's strong, and, and boy. Prince Prince Fielder is like yeah, country strong. Like yeah. yes, Prince Prince Fielder is like a thousand ring. Oak tree. <laughs> it's like you know, you, you gotta you gotta cut the stump out like for a whole week <laughs> before you can even start to move the roots in the thing. And I see Russell Bay and him wrestle one time, and he was the only guy I ever seen pick up Prince off the ground. I said, "This is crazy." Right before or after Prince was a vegan, though. <laughs> nah, that was that, that was way before. That was way before. That I played with the I played with the original Prince Fielder, like the oh. original, the original big baby. I played with him. That the the one that could like, like he could twirl a bat, dude, and hit a ball like, you know, like halfway up the scoreboard in Milwaukee. And in Milwaukee scoreboard, you know, it's in center field, and it's sitting like probably about five hundred feet away. And he would pepper that thing like it was like he was hitting second base. Like, it's crazy. Like, I understood when they said his neck and his back was messed up. I understood because he didn't take, like, one smooth, light swing ever. Mm. And the launch. The release. Yes. Not even in, not in flips, not in batting practice, not in nothing. Every time he swung, it was to literally take out something or someone. Every time he swung a bat, 
You know what else was thick? You know, how about Weeks though? I mean, Weeks was a thick dude too, right? Yeah, Ricky. Ricky was Ricky. You know, Ricky. I always say it's like two guys. I always thought of like when I think of a guy like Ricky Weeks when he swung the bat and it it sounded so loud. Ricky Weeks, it sounded like he was snapping st- uh, steel cables. You know, like you can't hardly bend steel cables. But right, right. this how when the guy hit the ball, he didn't he didn't understand his own power, man. That's how crazy it was. I seen Ricky Weeks try to lay down a bunt, get hit on the chin, and walk to first base like nothing happened. <laughs> he went like this. He got hit on the chin and walked the first day like that happened. He's like, <laughs> and, look, and, and looked over and looked over at uh, and looked at, looked over at uh, Dale Swain like, like y'all really got me buttoned. Like, like bro, you just got smoked in the face. Everybody's worried. He's going the first day like nothing happened. <laughs> Stay in the game. Don't come out here. Don't touch me. Don't do nothing. Like that. That was. Well, really give me that bunt sign. Do not uh, give me that bunt sign. Oh my god. Hey, how many bunts did you put down? I you know, I had a lot because it you know, I came up early, so in the early nineties, so that was a you know, hey, they was like if you you're not gonna be hitting one, two, three, four when you come to the big league, so you gotta learn how to do other stuff. And I used to have to butt all the time, bro. Like it like bro, until I kinda earned my, you know, uh, they felt like I was going in the right direction as far as learning how to have productive at bats and kind of controlling in that matter, you know? So, um, but I used to hate it. I used to hate, I used to hate having a bunt. Sometimes I would bunt because I'm just like, this guy's here. I don't want to strike out. Uh, I'm going to, I don't want to battle this guy like I want to. So I'm just going to lay down a bunt and try to get a knockout out of it. If I don't, hey, everybody get to move up. So <laughs> I just went that route right now. So it wasn't bad at all. Until but, you went deep four times, then they're like, nope, no more buttons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Terry Bevington used to make me butt all the time. Because, look, when you hit him behind uh, Albert Bell, Frank Thomas, and Robin Ventura, two out of three of those guys are going to be on base a lot. They're going to be on base a lot. And so, basically, it was like getting cheap runs because, you know, the guys that hit behind me – they. They, they were picking up easy money because I, I got to be the one to butt with these guys on base, and I always got the butt down on everything, but I hated it. I hated it. The last time that I had to sacrifice bunt was in Milwaukee. <laughs> we were playing against the Cincinnati Reds. It was in the heat of the battle. I didn't want to butt, man. We in Cincinnati, bro. We in Cincinnati. It's 275 to the gal. Come on, dog. <laughs> It's, it's like Ned Young's got me bunning, bro. Like, bro, I've been playing. I've been playing for almost fifteen years, and you got me bunning. Come on, dog. Like, I don't care if I'm. I don't care if I'm struggling. We're playing in Cincinnati. Every, one swing can change the whole, the whole division. You, you know, when you when you're playing in Cincinnati. So, you know, I got pissed off about it, and I popped the bun up, and I didn't run. And you know, they dropped it and got a double play. Dale Swain. I just told Swayman when I was walking back to the day, I said, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I just got had me bun in Cincinnati. I'm sorry. And that was my last moment of bun. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Oh, it's the worst. Unbelievable. D, how yeah. about you, man? I mean, yeah, absolutely. That was like, you know what? I played with you guys. Like, shit. You know, I'm on the Red Sox. I'm batting ninth, right? <laughs> You have to learn how to do all the little things. That's how I had to get to the big leagues. You know, I wasn't, yeah. 
I was, I was, I wasn't getting called up, right? I was having good seasons. I wasn't getting called up. And so finally I was just like, effort, man, I'm going to really focus on doing all the little shit, man. All yeah. the shit that doesn't show up in box scores and it paid off. I went to winter ball and shit, someone saw me over there and I got signed with the stocks. And I, at that point, man, I just, I, I took pride in that stuff. Like I really did, yeah. like, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's 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 a difficult thing too. Like people think like, and there's nothing worse that drives me crazy when managers give bunt signs to guys having bunt all year and it's September, yeah. October, and you're and you're like, yeah. dude, this guy's in bunt all year, man. This isn't fair. That was the one thing about Tito, man. He he never really did that. He he stuck with his guns on that because he felt like yeah. I'm not gonna make yeah. this guy bunny as a bunt all year. One you know? of the, one of the things that I loved about Tito was was they met. Well, the, the Red Sox, they didn't, they, they didn't believe in bunting. No, like, like, no, Tito. Yeah, giving away. Tito, yeah, keep, he, he always told me, he What's, always told me, he's like, just, you know, you know, you just have a good idea, you know, what you're trying to do up here. That's that's all he would say, you know, and he could, he, he would live with that. Uh, unlike when I first came up, the manager would say, you know, you can't play it. You can't, you can't bunt, you know, like, you know, like I used to have to go to bunting practice with uh, Gary Pettis and, uh, Brian Little, and then when I got to Cincinnati, it was they, you know, Davey Collins, and I go out early and bunt, bro, like literally, like. And they say sometimes, like you know, those guys felt like when you're bunting, it makes your eyes better uh, to have better, you know, swings. So I used to. That's, I love that old school part about it, like stuff like that, like like when you, because when you really think about it, like yeah, that's what you're doing, right? You're tracking yeah. the ball. Yeah, 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 tracking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so it's, it's it's a visualization more than anything, right? Because if you if you're yeah, if you yeah. if you're not seeing the ball, you have no chance. Like if you're like worried yeah. about all your bat moving and stuff like that, it's like that's why it gets you right. I wasn't yeah. a bunner. I, I failed. I failed once in yeah. my career. That, but yeah, bunted one yeah. time that you know of. You what's that? You bunted one time. One time. Chicago White Sox, Robin Ventura, man on first, Benoit in the eighth inning. I get the bunt sign, and I knew the sign, and I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Who was pitching? Who was pitching? Benoit. Oh, Sinker uh, slider, yeah, throwing 95, yeah. 96. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I turn. <laughs> it's a bunt. First pitch, I'm like, oh, that's inside. Ha! I'm like, oh, God. I was like, oh, wait, I'm bunting. I'm, I'm a little out in front. That ball's okay. I get it now. Second one, square, foul it off, like, right at my foot. Then it's like two strikes. Slider, swing and a miss. <laughs> gone. He gone. <laughs> Three pitches. See you later. Bobby, the next I, night. Content and have bunting. No, 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 not gonna happen. Oh, wait, we did. We did a lot of bunting in spring training. I don't know why. We even hit fungos. We even hit fungos to each other. That was the weirdest one. Remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Bunting in the ninth inning day game in uh, Fenway. See how that? Oh, 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 yeah. Do you you remember? Do you remember when it was? They, we, we, there was the drill that there was four guys. We have to – it was like – he brought it from Japan, but I even played in Japan. I never saw this. Do you remember we had to hit the fungos to the infielders? That was awesome. 
Yeah, I'm gonna Bobby. That, that had to be Bobby V right there. That was Bobby V. Yeah. The outfielders hit fly balls to each other, and the infielders hit the, the grounders. They said the coaches weren't hitting fungos this year. What were wow. we, dude? Big Poppy was so pissed. Remember uh, that? No, God. He's about to cry. He's like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> I remember. I'm not, I'm not I remember like, that. Hit the ball on the ground. Like he, oh, God, who said that? He was one, another person, one of the first people. I, Adrian Gonzalez. Oh, Ag, yeah, yeah. He was trying yeah. to get on the air the other way. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Bobby got him. He wanted him to hit ground ball. <laughs> I always say, man, I couldn't wait to see how long this lasts. Not only were we hitting ground balls and fly balls each other. <laughs> But the, the first part of the whole spring training was, you know, during the during the camp, we'd ride in a cart and we'd go to a picnic table <laughs> and we'd eat a snack. <laughs> we sit at the picnic table. <laughs> we had snacks out. <laughs> you gotta fucking remember them like Handy snack pack. We take like a ten minute break and eat a snack, and then we take. <laughs> Man, this is the this ain't the. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I used to call y'all. I used to call. I used to call back. <laughs> snack snack time. <laughs> Here's the horn. All right, go get your. Snack. <laughs> oh, he, and I, I think I think he knew. I think he knew that he was hated. He had to do. He was hated by everyone. Oh, I, I used to, didn't care. How about didn't care? How about, I don't think. How about first. I think. How about, I mean, how about when he used to put y'all like game or whatever on the TV screen early in the morning, like you couldn't watch ESPN or whatever it was. You put like highlights, highlights all day of ourselves. Think like highlights, 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 highlights. I got, I got so, I got so sick of my digme reel. I wanted to throw my digme reel out. Oh man, oh my god, dude! It was so, it was so ridiculous. And then, oh, dude. And the bet, oh man, oh, Mike Avilas. Do you remember Mike Avilas? D Mac, were you playing left field that oh, day when that happened? I was on the. Oh my god! No, no, this was yeah, right. This was this was everything, Mike. Shortstops were not allowed to call the fly ball. Only the outfielder was allowed to call the fly ball. Ball goes up. I'm at third. I'm at third. Ball goes up, <laughs> and of course, that's third baseman. We're just like, yeah, we're getting called off anyways, you know, because <laughs> shortstops are elite oh, over there, right? God. Ball goes up. I turn. <laughs> Mike Avilas goes in that little corner. <laughs> I, Carl had wait. Carl had to be in left field <laughs> or oh. whoever. And all of a sudden, Mike goes, "I got it." <laughs> and Bobby's right there, and he goes, "Are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> was he playing shortstop? I mean, this, playing shortstop. this is not a demar. I mean, went off. That was that was the end right there. I dropped my head and started laughing, dude. This ain't started yet. Now this is winning. This guy, I remember. Oh my god! He was so mad. He he was, he was about to cry. What are you, doing? you don't do that to y'all. He was. He yelled. Do that here. He said to him. Oh, he looked god. it with hands on hip. 
hands on hip, he looked at me and said, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> and I literally put my head down. I put my head down. I was crying. Like I was laughing, I was laughing, but like kind of like, oh my god, here we go. <laughs> that is so crazy, bro. That is so crazy. I'm glad I didn't play with him. I'm glad I didn't play with Bobby. It's because like <laughs> it, you you come into a veteran laced team, a real veteran laced team, and that's got all type of accolades. And you come over here with some of the things you do, like you do high schoolers or whatever. You know, like I know that didn't go over well with a whole lot of people. That 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 was you started in spring training like that. You started in spring training like that. You already know what the season's gonna be like. That's crazy. That spring training was wild. Absolutely <laughs> wild. I I remember. What a book on that season. The team finished last and then won the World Series the next year. That's all I'm gonna say. I got, I got I got to get out. I got to get out. I, I went out early. I, I went out and uh, when I go out in June, I got traded in June. <laughs> I didn't even make it close to the trade deadline. I think I was. Oh, right that's after, right. You got traded. I was right after. Yeah, yeah. I think I was right after. <laughs> Dude, that was. Had a, with a torn oblique, and then they put me on. I, I ain't going in there, but. Hey, we don't. We can only talk. We can only talk about the things that make us laugh, man. We can't. We can't let that stuff get us down anymore because it was. I mean, there was some funny. I mean, dudes. The the only reason I'm bringing up hitting like we didn't have fungos though. We had our own bats, and then we had to switch. So we would hit the ground balls and then switch. You should saw like dudes could not hit. The, we, we couldn't even hit ground balls to each other, right? So like Adrian, yeah, Adrian could not hit a ground ball at all right it was hilarious I, now i'm remembering I'm, wow. I'm like i you know i did it like poppy was trying to do it but then <laughs> these balls were getting long dudes were hitting line drives in the outfield Man, outfielders were like what the hell <laughs> hitting ground balls did, Mike, hey did this did this change did uh, like this change over, over the course going into the season oh that was one week no it was over it was over after like two days <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it was like two days, and we—I mean, it might have been oh one day, D Mac. That might only happen one oh. day. Now does Adrian, oh my Adrian God. Gonzalez might he probably he probably called his agent that day. <laughs> okay. uh, now I'm gonna have you trying to get the ball down into the ground. Oh my God! Was, oh my God. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget the day, and how many guys could not hit a ground ball too, man. The best was no one could hardly do it, right? There was a couple guys that learned how to like choke up a little bit, maybe play a little pepper, but balls were going foom, foom, foom. You know, like heart, like the choppers, like there weren't clean, there weren't clean ground balls. So not only were the guys hitting the balls doing a crappy job, the guys in the field weren't even getting their work in. They got one one ball to fill. And it was one of those those two balls. Roll it! Crazy, <laughs> crazy. That is so crazy. Bro. That is crazy. That last, that last, yeah, yeah. I think it was one day. Like literally, like that's over. Like, yeah, I, I said one week, but I think it was one day because you're. I, now I remember Adrian was pissed. I remember that. Oh, he was like, "This is gonna screw up my oh, swing, yeah. man. Like I, I don't want to work on hitting ground balls." I felt it was cool, but the infielders, yeah, I because we we're on two different fields and then. We got together again. It was like, man, like it was. You could, Somebody's got to have a video of that. 
we got to find a video of that, dude. Somebody's got to have a video of that clip. Oh, my God. That might be, dude, if we, I'm going to ask the Red Sox if we can find that video and show it oh, because sure. there has to be a clip of this and you will die, Cam. I mean, literally, I will. It's so many funny memories from that, man. And God, remember, was Gil Velasquez on that team? Like in spring training? Uh, I think Gil was too. Yeah, he was. He was. He was on that oh, team. Oh, yeah. I just remember his, like, he was just like, Man, I can't even get a ground ball over here. <laughs> and that's all Gil. Gil was a, he was a shortstop. He wasn't like a big time hitter. He was yeah. a shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can only imagine. That, that, that was two that was that 2013? 12. 12. Right after, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right after. Right after the yeah. Right after the chicken and beer. Right after the collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so mad with that right now, man. When I in the Marlins, I remember that. I, I, I remember that. I was with the Marlins, like, hey, you know, I'm about to get ready to go home, but the boys about to get ready to go to playoffs. I'm gonna give me a share, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, what happened? <laughs> like, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. bad. I got. Was bad. I was hurt. I, that's why I had my sports hernia. I had to get surgery. That was yeah. bad, dude. That was you remember, you remember I, I told you, I told you about that sports hernia. You know, it killed me, bro. Like, it Ooh. killed me. Like, it was the worst. Yeah, it that's the worst. I'm, I, I still <laughs> try to play out there, though. I'm dumb still. I'm just out there trying to play. I remember, I remember one day, Matt, you remember the one day I, we had just came from an off day and I flew back up there. And, you know, it's been like two days since I haven't played. And I remember going out on the field and, you know, Dave was stretching us or whatever. And I was like, Dave. I don't think I can play today. And it's like during stretching, like six, what, 35? Well, I used to have to go out there like 625 and get ready for a 7 15 game or whatever. And I said, I, I, I'm scared. I can't go out here. And I remember like, man, I hate to have to go tell Mac he got to play the game today, man. Like, it's, it's the game, though. I remember sitting in the tunnel. I was about to cry because I was like, I got to tell this dude that he got to go and play because. I felt bad because that's like the worst thing. Because that's what JD used to do to me. Like that's what, that's, <laughs> that, man, it's weird. It's not my hamstring. It's like it's like right here, man. It's like it's just weird. You, I don't know what it is, JD. That's your hamstring. That's no, it. it's not my hamstring, man. <laughs> it's not a little, not a little pop, but you just so you knew the next day you were gonna be ready. I wasn't mad at Oh my god. That was the best. I think that was the, for me, like you say that, and it's funny because that's, I you, that was what's going through your head, right? You know, because, yeah. But I love that. I think that's what, that's what I fed off of, like just last minute. Like, that, I think that's why I was able to play and in, in, out there in Boston because I didn't have much time to think about what yeah. is going on. Like, yeah. oh, let's go. Like, yeah. 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 It, yeah. it, it just yeah. It became like that was like every, from, Day one when I got there, like no BP, just yeah. go, right, let's go play, and then throw the field. And so that was really like um, uh, beneficial for me, man. I loved it. I and I like I I, I, I I prided myself in that. Like, all right, just strap it on, play. Like it's little league baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was yeah, for me playing there. It was like playing little league. I was like, uh, let's just let's yeah. play, let's play. Greatest show on dirt, brother. The show greatest on show on dirt. <laughs> all them custom uh, spikes you gave me, shit. Oh man, you had me feeling like a, a a big leaguer. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was, uh, that wasn't the best time. That wasn't the best time. I know, I wish I could have been there earlier with you guys when they, you know, like, I only came to Boston because I'm like, man, these dudes are in, like, about to win it or win it every single year. Like, that was the only reason why I went to Boston. I ain't want to, like, I had a chance to play with the Yankees, but I had already played in New York, and I was like, uh, I, I, I kind of like, like, the the crazy looseness and the madness in the what's called, you know, I, I, I do wish I had an opportunity to play it, it, with the Yankees or whatever, but at the time, it was like, man, these guys right here are loaded. Like, they are loaded, loaded. That's why I want to go play right here, and I'll be on that side, be on this side. You'll forever revere when you beat the Yankees and go to the World Series and all that kind of stuff like that. So that was like, that was my whole thing. Little did I know. Little did I know what I signed up for. I tell you the truth. <laughs> Great. It was time, fun though. though. We had, I mean, oh, we had, we man. had a blast, man. I, I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie, man. We, I mean, oh, Wild Bill. Where's Wild Bill? I mean, we had so much, <laughs> we had so much fun, man. I had, I mean, I loved playing with you guys, man. It was so much fun. I mean, I mean, I remember, the, hey, do you remember the one time, Cam, when I went off on that, uh, it was, was it you that the guy got on and I went off on him? Yeah. At home? Yeah. 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 I tell that story yeah, all the time, it's... man. I tell that story all the time. I was like, dude, I just went off on this dude and he just like walked off. I've I never been so I mad. I do that too, you know, because I, you know, I didn't play that much. You know, I played maybe once or twice going into Toronto. And you remember the guy used to sit beside our dugout and just go ham on everybody. I told him the worst <laughs> thing you could do is talk shit to our dugout if I ain't playing the game. Well, I ain't got to focus on playing the game. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have it, bro. I'm going to let you have it. And so, you know, I used to, I used to love going to do that. I used to love that. I, and then my, you know, and then every once in a while, my body feel pretty good. And I go out there and ball out. And then Mac be like, man, how the hell are you still like catching this shit like this, dog? <laughs> and, when they, and they fucked around and put me, Mac, and Wild Bill in the same outfit one time. <laughs> that was the craziest shit ever. <laughs> it worked, man. Dude, that was – we had so much fun. We talked so much smack to those fans. Dude, I always tell oh, people, I'm like, man. man, we used to get so much – we get heckled so much and – you know, I used to love it, man. I used to love getting the hat. Like, it was just like, and then you just do something good and you just, like, shut them up. Man, that was my favorite part. I call it Athletes Haters Adrenaline. Aha. Aha. I got you. Aha. Yeah. But I just remember. You guys, like, yeah, I seen Cam. And then, like, was Toronto, dude, where you went deep? Yeah. Yeah. I think Toronto, where do you think the worst place for, like, Getting heckled as far as heckling, yeah. Oof. Toronto was bad, but it wasn't as bad as uh, uh, uh Oakland. Like Oakland, Oakland, Oakland was horrible. Uh, that was my nemesis for a long time. Oakland was horrible. Philly, Philly was it was it was kind of like scary. Philly was scary heckling or whatever. They like they was serious. Man, like, they're gonna be like bitch, show up at the hotel when the game is over there. Yeah. So, you know, like there's a lot of places that, you know, that, that do it. You can have fun with it sometimes. And sometimes they just piss you off. Like the people in Toronto, they just piss you off because they just, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They just talk shit. But yeah, yeah you just uh, got to go back about it. You got to go back to Toronto guys and say, hey, you're not mad at me, man. You're just mad that Maple Leafs stank right now. <laughs> they did not yeah, like they, that shit. 
<laughs> nah, they, you know, big, that's a big hockey town, so you already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to – yeah, they, they didn't really want to do that. But in Oakland, you know, like – Detroit? It was. Yeah. 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 Everybody hated the Red Sox. Like, it was a – that was a genuine hate for the Red Sox. Everywhere. I, look, I remember going back to Seattle and playing for the Red Sox and got booed in Seattle. Like, I, I played for five years. I never got booed before. Like, I, yeah, dude. Like, I, I got booed. Like, I got booed over there. But I, I love Boston because um, you had to be ready to play every single day because – even when you were home and you went on a road, like it was the same thing. You had to be ready to play because the people followed you everywhere. Like that used to be the best thing. Like I used to love going to like we go down to what we call it, Fenway South, going to Baltimore, and it basically made the fullest full of folks for the Red Sox. You know, like it was crazy. That was my hell. That was my hell. That hotel, man. Yeah, that was hell oh, for me, man. that hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the Marriott, right down the corner. Oh, hell yeah. no. You can never put me back yeah. in that situation again, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was not but, my comfort zone. Uh, but you know what, though? Like, Matt always say, it was like uh, the traveling rock stars, you know, baseball. Like, we really playing. I mean, look, I remember we went to Pittsburgh, and they it was a whole bunch of people there, and especially in the summertime. Like, they follow you everywhere. It's the craziest thing I ever seen before in my life. You know, I know you guys. I know you guys play for the Yankees and and the Cubs, and so. But I only got that experience of that nature like that playing for the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, they they travel. They love their team. I mean, that was the best part about it. Was everywhere you go, there's you know that that was the best part of being in a Red Sox was you had adrenaline every single night, man, because the fans would guide you in that. For me, it was tougher off the field. I, I, I just didn't love that part of it. Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. hung around me. You, you know it. I just, yeah. I just, eh, I didn't, it wasn't for yeah. me. But I loved, I mean, coming out there, playing like that. Yeah. Man, there's nothing like, even when people are talking smack, <clears throat> man, <laughs> that's the they best. Yeah, they, like they didn't start. And, the game, you know, like they didn't start when the game started. You know, Red Sox, playing for the Red Sox is like playing in the uh, NBA or NFL. They get you hyped up before you even come out. They be get, let's go Red, it's 630. Like it's six thirty, you can hear him out there going crazy already. So you already know what you was gonna be in for every day. Standing ovation, first day of spring. Yeah, come out. Unbelievable. Where else you see that? Like first nowhere. You come out of clubhouse and they're waiting for you. Standing ovation. That that is true. That is true, bro. Like you're right. I never experienced anything like that playing anywhere, and that was like, wow. Like these people genuinely like rock with you from the start to the beginning. And they didn't <clears throat> they didn't really boo you individually. They may tell you suck every once in a while or whatever for the most part. Um, but like they genuinely want to see everyone do well, like all the time. Like everybody. It's crazy. crazy. That's why you, everything is about effort. You know, you give a good effort, you go out there, you play hard, they'll love you, man. You know, yeah, yeah, and they'll get on you. You know, if you're not producing, shit, they booed yeah. Poppy. They booed Big Poppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I never worried about. I ain't never worried about getting booed because I played in New York Mets, and I remember getting booed from the first day. And I, I saw them boo Tom Glavin, Mike Piazza, and everybody else, Johnny Franco, and everybody, every time, all the time. I got booed <laughs> for two straight months. It was like coming. It was normal. Like I was. 
tip my cap to them when they start booing me. So they call my name on the on the uh, uh. For, for doing the rock, you know, like the lineup. They start booing me, and I was like, "Thank you, thank you." I couldn't I couldn't be without. I couldn't live without it. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I'm so I was so used to that. Bro. It's a sign that of gratitude. Like that was crazy. Even e, I expected them to boo me even when I would hit walk-offs and everything else. I was like waiting for the booze. I don't even want no cheers. I need the booze. <laughs> That's what drove me. That's what drove me in New York. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, the days. Good the days. The good days. The good the good, good days. And we want to thank you, Mazel Tov, you for coming on. <laughs> No, this is all my pleasure, man. Getting to catch up with you two, man. We had a blast, man. And good teammates, a lot of fun, good music on the bus. Uh, man. And we had fun uh, off the field, too, man. I mean, we, we yeah. and that, st- that steakhouse in uh, Seattle that Cam took us to. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, I mean, we had a blast, yeah, man. And yeah. I wish we could still do it, man. Miss those days. You ain't mine. You ain't mine, bro. Well, that was one of the best times of my life 2010 like that was man. like literally man and i like winning and we were able to it still like felt like it was like man it was it was just yeah. like fun you know what i'm saying yeah we were winning but we weren't winning at the rate like everyone expected it was you know because some of the stuff was going on like we were, it wasn't like a typical red sox year it was like um you know we were kind of scrambling to get there but we caught fire at the end it just didn't work out but like that year, living in that that moment and that time, like it's the best experience playing. Like, and I couldn't even hardly play it. I just enjoyed the hell out of myself. So I, it was just fun. It's like it was fun. Like it literally was fun all the time, all the time. Every every day. And I, it's funny that you yeah. see the greatest well, you, show on dirt, man. Because it's the greatest show on dirt. You got Victor Martinez, Scooter Rowe, Adrian Adrian Beltre. Oh, uh, let's see. We had we had Jay Lowry. We had so many guys. There were so many characters that came through this place. And then you got the young guys that come up and the the Kalishes and the uh uh let's see who else was it? Lars, uh, Lars Anderson. Yes, yes, Lars Anderson and, and, and so many guys and you know, Buck Host, this wild crazy self, you know, like from that standpoint and lackey and I mean it it was just it was comical every single time. Dude, Scooty, Scooty was my locker mate, man. He'd be like, hey, man, don't be talking shit about my neck, man. Don't be talking shit about my neck. <laughs> I mean, every day you do my stance. And, <laughs> hey, Yuki, don't be talking shit about my neck. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, left, you know, Darrell on your right, now. You can't you smile every day. <laughs> yeah, eating, that, eating that mango. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You eat a mango faster than anything I've ever seen. Uh, when I've actually tried to do it now, like, see what he was you really can't. doing. You can't oh. do it. Like, bro, I, can't I, do I, it. I almost cut my finger off many times trying to slice a mango. I'm like, That's why he, that, he, he is called mango for a reason. <laughs> Seriously. you talking you Eat a good kid. Ow. <laughs> Eat a good Is he, is he still with the rest of I built a bar at my house in Dominican. Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. He'd <laughs> <laughs> do, do his drink like this. On the plane ride, he have, 
He had that one drink that no one, like no one else got. Like, bro, what are you? Concoction. Like a concoction. It was a concoction. Tu sabe. You tell us where we can find. Uh, we got. We got. Yeah, got, yeah. The coffee. Where, where, where we can. Where can we find it? Yeah, yeah. So LomaBrew.com is Loma Brewing Company. We're in Los Gatos, California. Check us out. Um, expansion project is on the way. We're working on that right now. So we're hopefully get our beers out a little farther away from in-house here. And then Loma Coffee Company is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you can go check it out there in Southeast Woodstock. Um, but it's Loma-Coffee.com. If you like coffee, tiny man, some of the best coffee. My guy, uh, Roasted up well, great green buyer, gets from all over the world. And uh, yeah, we're just trying to grow these businesses as best I can and having fun along the way, man. What's up, man? Hey, when you going to get up to, I know you're in Portland, when you going to get on up to Seattle, you know, and try to tap into that market? I don't know, man. I'm waiting for that Killer Cam uh, coffee company um, hey, that bro. I can team up with. You know, I will hold coffee soup for you if you want me to. You pull up, I pull up in there with a whole coffee, put a whole brown suit on, and have low mo inside the jacket and on the back of the jacket. <laughs> hey, I love it, man. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows, man? We got, got you know, once COVID's over, we can start working on things. But man, it's not a good time to be opening up any kind of restaurants or bars or anything. So yeah, that that is true. We're taking our time, and man, it'll be out there, but. Yeah, we're working. We're working but, hard on uh, new things. But hey, trust me, literally, send me a hat, a t-shirt, whatever. I'll rock it somewhere around line. Especially, you know, I'm always rocking some type of stuff. This right here is uh, this right here is what you call it. Um, let me see what this one's called. You don't know who it is, but he's he like, man, look at this thing, man. It's a dude smacking a ball. <laughs> east side golf, <laughs> like, like this is east side golf right here. We're sponsored. Oh man, he's got his chain going. Oh yeah, he got a gold chain on. So you know, it's like it's it's like really, it's like really representing Afro Americans and getting into golf and making it cool to be golf. So you know, this guy here swinging at his golf ball with a chain is swinging or whatever. So. We have to have an Eastside Golf sponsorship today. This is sponsored by Loma Brood and Loma. Exactly. So. We appreciate you coming on, and also, we'd like to support and help you in the uh, the, the the baseball and and you know, getting kids uh, playing out there. You know. Yeah. 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 It's like trick daddy, baby. You loves the kids, trying to help out them kids. <laughs> so yeah, no, we got uh, we got some cool stuff going here. It's gonna be called Grind to Shine Baseball. Uh, uh, that's the team we're gonna form here over the years, and. Yeah, we're just helping to try to get these kids in good situations, not only just the baseball side, to maybe further extend them into college, you know, pro ball, stuff like that. But it's about getting these young men to grow up and play a sport, but also learn um, and have mentors that can help them just later on in life, man. I think sports brings that upon, you know, so many young athletes that they just don't understand how they can take what they've learned in sports and translate it into the business world someday. So it's all about just you know, uplifting, empowering young men uh, to, to get to that uh, next level, whether it be through baseball or just in uh, college or, or work. Ryan the no shot, doubt, baby. Man. I like it. Ryan the shot. Ryan the shot. You definitely was someone that, that grinded and to shine. Yeah. 
Got literally the job done. Man, it didn't, it wasn't, There's the shine too. It's just there all the time. <laughs> so, you have, a, have a, a great, great day, man. Appreciate y'all 